Hey all, this is your boy Daryl here. I've been starting this podcast for like two months, okay, and I need your help as viewers to view this and share this among people. And maybe one day you will be a guest on my show. This show where I'll talk about many different things, okay, random things, just using a mouth and talk. And I'm only 15, boy, girl, boys and girls. This is... Real life, man. Hey guys, welcome to an episode of Time Out with Daryl again. Wow, it flies so fast. Now it's episode 3. So, today I have a special guest with me. His name is Benjamin Chu. So, let's hear more about him. Ben? Uh, yeah, hi. Hi, Daryl. Thank you for having me. Um, as Sarah has mentioned, my name is Ben. And I just want to thank you for having me on your show, App 3. I really am believing for your show to go um, to great heights. Yes, as, you man- as, as I mentioned, it's a special guest. So today's topic I want to talk about is public speaking. As you teach public speaking, um, can you tell us some more about yourself first before we get into the main topic of public speaking? Sure. So um, I'm currently working as a lecturer in Domestic Poly. I teach communication subjects. I also conduct public speaking and confidence workshops to help individuals, um, you know, realize their potential. Also, I host a couple of events here and there, and I run from the perspective of an events organizer as well. So the first question is, what do you love about the art of public speaking? I think when it comes to public speaking, what I love the most is not me speaking. A lot of times, uh, people get so lost in the limelight and in the spotlight that you know it's all about them. But I always say that it's always about your audience. And what I love the most is that when people leave from, you know, that event that I'm speaking at or that workshop I'm speaking at, that they leave motivated, they leave inspired, they they feel that they have the power to fulfill that potential that they have. And I think that is what I love the most when people are transformed, you know, um, through the event that we are at. About the audience, so um, what do you want your audience to rem- remember after you do a public speaking, when you, after you present, like, I like think an event? I think I will definitely want them to remember me, um, <laughs> I guess. But jokes aside, I think... Um, remembrance is key, right? And a lot of times we hear that our attention spans like a goldfish. We cannot hear, we cannot sit through a three-hour lesson or workshop and remember everything. So if you were to ask me what's the most important thing that I would want my audience to remember is that everybody is a public speaker, that you don't have to be a good speaker to be a good speaker. You don't need to be born with the gift of the gap, right? You just got to practice. You just got to invest time. I always tell my students who you are in the private is who you are in the public, right? Before you can have your public moment of speaking, right? You need to have that private moment of practicing. And that is who, and that is what that moment would define you. And a lot of times, you know, it, and, and this can be applied to any field, right? Or whether you are a musician, whether you are a dancer, if you do have practice, you cannot expect to, you know, overnight growth. You cannot expect that, okay, now I want to be a dancer. Tomorrow I'm going on stage to wow the crowds. You cannot because you need to have those private moments where it's just you and yourself, maybe in front of a mirror, maybe in the toilet, you know, wherever that might be for you, practicing and honing your craft. So like, what do you want your audience to do differently as a result of hearing your presentations? 
first of all, I think it's about a perspective change because most people that I speak to always sees themselves as I can't do this. I'm not good enough. My English for O-Levels or for PSLE, I didn't get an A. Therefore, I cannot be a public speaker, right? Uh, first of all, you got to get over yourself. As, as stupid as that sounds, I think that is very fundamental in becoming and realizing to be a better speaker, right? Because the only thing that's stopping yourself from being a good speaker is yourself, right? And you got to get over your mindset that I'm not good enough. I can do this. I got stage fright, right? And a lot of times, of course, if you, you come and join my workshops, I teach people how to turn stage fright into stage excitement. But yes, the so, first thing that they got to so, do is to get over themselves. Okay, so the next question is, what made you want to work as um, sort of a public speaker or MC or teaching people public speaking? I, I think that's an excellent question because... I've never thought about that, but I'm the kind that I don't have a 10-year plan. I don't know about you, but people have, in my life, come along my life and say, hey, where do you see yourself in 10 years? Where do you see yourself in five years? To be very honest, I don't have that kind of plan. I don't see myself, you know, um, in 10 years' time, I'm making this amount of money, I'm driving this car, I'm married, or with kids, or that kind of stuff. I, I don't have a 10-year plan, I don't have a five-year plan. Um, for me, my life, it's in a sense where I jump at every opportunity that's presented to me. So when you ask me 10 years ago or 15 years ago, did I see myself as a public speaker? The answer is no, right? What happened was the opportunity of public speaking opened before me and I just jumped at it. I realized that I was pretty decent at it and I just continued it. At how old? At how old, at how old did you start doing? At how okay. old did you realize that you, uh, you wanted to take this course and fulfill it? what you are today okay um so uh, what spearheaded my my decision to be a public speaker was definitely what i studied in poly when i graduated from secondary school i went to poly but with like every other student that's just left o levels and choosing whether to go jc or poly um i just chose the most popular course and at that time was communications and media management which was cmm messcom Right, and I just joined because everybody was joining. It was a cool course, and I thought, hey, you know, why not just be a communicator? I didn't know what I want to be then. I didn't know what I wanted to do then, but I just went ahead with it. And because of that course, the nature of the course, it opened up a lot of opportunities. It opened my eyes um, to what a presenter is, to what a broadcaster is, to what a radio presenter looks like, and I enjoyed it. And at that moment, as I was studying it, as I went on to do my internship with um, Channel 5, I realized that, hey, I actually love what I do. I might not be really good at it, but I'm just going to keep practicing. I'm going to keep owning my craft and I love where I am. So I'm going to continue where I am. But if you ask me this question, right? Um, if you ask me this question, do I see myself continuing this for the next, uh, in 10 years time or 20 years time? I honestly do not know. Like I said, I jump at every opportunity that I can, but right now I love where I am. So you were graduated from how to pronounce the university name? Uh, I graduated from Madong University. It's a university yes. based in Perth, Australia. So you were awarded one of the tech, you were one of the perfect, you had a perfect GPA and was awarded one of the 10 university medal accommodation awards. How do you feel when you did, when you did so well? And you um, were yeah, thank wait, thank you very wait. much. Uh, yeah, I think you really flatter me. I'm, I'm guess I'm guessing you're reading from my 
accolades on the website. But how do I feel when I receive that award? I think, um, I don't know about you, but like many other students, I hate studying. Okay, as much as it's an irony to say that because I'm teaching right now, um, I really hate studying. And throughout my poly, I'm not sure if you know, but I was kind of like a secondary school dropout. You know, um, I was in and out of secondary school and in poly, my GPA wasn't the best. It was not good at all, to be very honest, right? I couldn't make it into local universities because of my low um, CPU grade point. So I applied and I looked around and, hey, you know, Madoc University had a placement for me. I went on. Okay, but um, how did I feel? Before I get to how did I feel when receiving that award, I just want to say something. Is that when I entered university, my attitude and my mindset changed. Right, what happened how did was, it change you? How yeah, did so it change how you? did it change me? So um what happened was throughout my entire education journey up to university, right? I didn't care about studying. I hated studying. I would rather just go out and hang out with my friends and I didn't like to study and I hated exams and I find any way to cheat my exams. But when I reached university, all right, I think it's also with the age and maturity. All right. Um before or rather about to enter university, I had two goals. One was to honor my parents with good results. I was like, okay, you know, my parents didn't enter university, therefore I am entering and I want to make them proud. The second goal was to, I want to do this for myself. To, even though I had a whole history of not doing well in school, I want to study university, I want to study hard and I want to prove to myself that I actually got this, right? And um, also to prove to my parents, not say prove to my parents, but rather to make them proud. So when I entered university with that perspective, with that goals in mind, that two specific goals in mind, what what propelled me to actually getting that award that you just mentioned was I did my best and I committed 101%. I did all my extra so, readings and everything. Yep. So if you have a chance, like, what would you tell those um, studying in university or maybe going to university to encourage them to not give up, what will you be able to yep. say? So what I would say is that um, some things don't change, which is studying will always mm. be very boring and tedious mm. and hard work. All right? But what I would tell people is that do it for your family. Do it for your parents because it is every parent's dream to see their child on graduation day, on convocation day, walking down with the regalia, receiving that cert, all right? It warms your parents' heart. So if you don't want to do it for yourself, do it for your mom and dad, whom you say that you love. And by the way, we just celebrated Mother's Day, right? I think it's the best gift oh, yeah. any child could give to, to the parents. So, so um, let's move on. So yep. do you think that um, everyone has a potential, uh, potential to be a public speaker. Can everyone, can everyone be a public speaker in a talk? Uh, I, I don't just think that everyone can be a public speaker. I believe that everyone is a public speaker and can be a good, effective public speaker. You know, um, everyone's a, a speaker already. Everyone's a public speaker already. As long as you are with your friends and you're publicly speaking, for example, you're convincing them, oh, I want to eat mala later. All right, and everybody... Um, at first, they wanted to eat chicken rice. They wanted to eat, um, you know, maybe mee pork or something. But because of you as a public speaker, you convince them to eat mala. You are an effective public speaker because you have already attained your your objective, which is to convince everybody and persuade everybody to eat mala, right? So the, the next level of public speaker is that standing on stage or standing in front of the class, you know, presenting, 
right? Um, and I think everybody can get there, but you have to understand that you already have it in you. Everyone's speaker, right? And I think at the end of the day, to get there is really, once again, going back to that private moments of practice, who you are in the private moment. It's about understanding that I got to get over myself that is saying that I, I don't have this, I can't do well, right? And, and you know, it's, it's really a process, not a destination. So, like, if, how I say, being a public speaker, what is the potential do we need to have to become good at it? Does okay. it mean, hmm. does it mean, do I have to study a course or I have, it's all within myself? Okay, I think it's a combination of a couple of factors. First of all, I think the course definitely plays a part in molding and shaping you into being a public speaker. You cannot expect to be a public speaker if your course is like medicine, right? The only thing that you are communicating with is your apparatus and your science experiments. So I think the course plays a part, right? If you are enrolling into a communication course, obviously you have more opportunities, which, le- which brings me to my second factor, experience. Right, um, you will need to have experience. You will need to keep doing. You need to keep jumping on every opportunity that allows you to be a public speaker, because that will hone you and that will, that will craft you, right? Or rather, that you know, um, will shape you into that public speaker that you want to be. But if, like, um, I I say like, you're not nobody can be a public speaker when they're born to be a public speaker, right? It's not everyone. Like, there are limited people who nowadays are born smart, right? Um, I think at the end of the day, I don't really agree with the statement that I'm born smart. What, what do I mean by that? I agree that you are born male, you are born female, okay? But I don't think that you are born smart. I think it's really growing up, you know, um, how the external factors shape you. But that's an argument or that's a debate for another time. Right? But when it comes to public speaking, I think, first of all, you need to have a passion for it. If you don't have a passion for it, why pursue it? Right? So if you ask me, right, um, how do I, do? Ev- does everyone have the potential to, to be a public speaker? I say yes and no. Yes, I already explained, right? Because everybody is a speaker as long as you convince somebody and persuade your group of friends to do what you want to do. Right? But no in that sense where if I don't even have the passion or if I don't even like speaking, why do I even want to be in this field? Right? Why do I even want to communicate? So it's a yes and no in a sense. So you're teaching public speaking in um, the Masjid Poly? Yes, that's right. So um, I say, how has been, how's teaching be like for you as a teaching those students? You, you have encountered a lot of students who, who may, may be like, don't know into this or maybe they are really interested. So can you tell me a little bit more? Sure. About, uh, sure, sure. I think teaching, teaching has teaching has opened up my eyes. Um uh, let me tell you a story. I was teaching public speaking once and there's this girl that came into the module uh, of public speaking and the first time she spoke, you know, it was about I can't remember the topic. She stood in front of the class and she started speaking. Um she was shaky, she was stammering she was stuttering she had a lot of awkward pauses and silence all right and halfway through she just started crying she just broke down because she was really afraid the stage strike got to her people staring at her got to her and she just broke down and she said i cannot do this and she walked out the class all right this same girl 
after one semester with me for the final assessment of 30%. All right, it was a persuasive speech presentation that you had to stand in front of the class to speak for five minutes. That very same girl, all right, one semester before that was crying, that was breaking down, that was stuttering, stammering, and forgetting her, her, her thought process. She stood in front, she delivered the best speech I've seen in ages. Fluent, confident, humorous, engaging, effective, all right? Oh. And I gave her a distinction. And this only goes to show that, you know, you might not think that you have it, but you actually do if you really commit and you practice. It needs time and a lot of self-confidence to be able to stand out in, maybe in public, talking um, without stage fright, without, I say, um, shaking. So, um, the next question is, how can we improve on our speaking skills? Very good. I think the first thing that you um, got to remember once again from this conversation that we have is that what are you doing in your private moments? So, for example, let me share with you. I'm a speaker and how do I practice, right? Um, every time when I'm showering, I don't know about you, but you, we know of many people, even you yourself, sing in the shower, right? You sing in the shower. Um, Some people, like me, I dance in the shower even though I can't dance, right? So, um, what I want to share with you is that every time in the shower, I give myself topics to speak about. You know, sometimes in the shower, I'll be hosting a funeral. Sometimes in the shower, I'll be um, doing a radio show. Sometimes in the shower, I'll be teaching a class. These are my private moments. And when I have these moments, right, when it's the real thing, the actual public moment, and say, I want to do this, I want to host a funeral, for example, and then I just look back, hey, just three days ago in the shower, I already practiced this. And I thought that this sentence to say would be appropriate and good. Right? Because I had my private moment, it allowed me to shine in my public moment. Does that help you? Mm, yes. So, it's, so okay. Um, do you have any more things that you want to talk about? Because I have um, no more questions, but we can touch more on speaking. Alright. Um, sure, yeah, sure. If we are, I think, if we are okay with it. Sure. I think, I think speaking, you, you got to enjoy speaking. But I have seen many people that don't enjoy speaking but are still good speakers. So, first of all, you need to identify where you are at. Identify your weakness. Identify what you do not like and what you do like. And once you know, you know, a lot of people, as much as this sounds weird or, or funny, right? A lot of people, we don't know ourselves. We don't know what we're good at. We don't know what we're bad at. We don't know what we like. We don't know what we want to pursue, right? And sometimes we just got to sit down and I think Circuit Breaker is a great season for that. You just got to sit down and ask yourself, who, who are you and who do you want to become? What do you like? If I like communicating, if I like communicating to people, right? I got to practice that. I got to make sure that I'm the best at my craft. So it's really about when it comes to speaking, everybody speaks. Everybody, as long as you're not born mute, all right, everybody speak. The question is, do you want to take this to the next level? And if your answer is yes, then the question is, would you, would you want to sew in the hours of practice? Do you want to sew in the hours in your private moments? Because you read what you sew. It's just like the, when, when you see all right, a good dancer on stage, you mm -hmm. think to yourself, 
you wouldn't think to yourself rather, all right, this person is born with such a great gift, but but what you will say to yourself after seeing that dance on stage, that good dance on stage is that, wow, this person really practiced a lot. In the same way for communicating, for communication, for being a public speaker, is that when people hear me, it's not that they hear, oh, this person is such is using such great words or good words. But what people would hear and what people would understand is that this person has walked the talk. And for me to walk the talk, I need to have a lot of those private moments that I'm walking and walking around my shower room, in the bathroom, walking around and around. You know? And I think at the end of the day, public speaking, all right, one last tip that I'd like to leave you with is that public speaking is not public reading. We have seen a lot of people, or rather I've seen a lot of people come up and then, you know, with their script, they put in front of themselves, they hold the script up and they just read entirely. And I always tell my students, it's public speaking, not public reading, right? So public speaking has a lot of other factors like eye contact, body posture, movement, confidence, all right? And, um, and how, and, and, and tools and skill sets that will help you engage people as they're sitting down listening to you. So, how will you, like, for those listening, um, how will you tell them um, if you have to, if, how can you promote public speaking to them? Um, I don't think public, yeah, I don't think public speaking needs to be promoted. Speaking, it's just whether you like speaking. it or not. You know, uh, if you like it, join us or rather join the, join the school that I'm teaching in. But if you don't like it, then find something that you like and pursue it and practice. I think um, if uh, for all our listeners or for all of Daryl's listeners, if you have listened to this point, we'd just like to thank you for staying true yeah. and true. I hope that this benefit you in one way or another. And of course, if you have any questions, you can just hit me up. Um, Daryl might leave some of my details um, on, yes. this, on, this, on this recording. You can follow Ben at Instagram or my Instagram or my YouTube channel. Yes, I'll link follow, all. Follow. Yes, at Ben the friend, right? Yes, that's right. Um, it's a private account, so you will have to, you know. Yes. Yeah. Mm, so that's all that I, all that we want to talk about today, and I'll have you back for more next time. Sure, I'm very excited. Thank you for having me, Daryl. I think this has been a pleasure yeah. and. As I was just um, saying all these things, I reminded myself why I do what I do and why is public speaking so essential and important in my life. So thanks for that. Yeah. Thank, thank you for coming on my show. Um, a very, very, very pleasure to have you here. Pleasure is all mine. Okay. Okay, thank you. Thank you.